to go home with a full stomach today, not just from the Lord's Supper, but also from a potluck that everyone here has contributed to. Speaking of the potluck, we've got tables set up there in the Live Oak Center, so you can go through and get some food and grab a seat, but we recognize, given the weather, that probably not going to be using the yard today for overflow seating, so we have set up additional tables in the old schoolhouse, so you can sit there as well if you'd like to join us for lunch. You should have all on the way in received a copy of our 2023 annual report. I want to thank the staff and members of the vestry, our wardens and others for helping us put this together. It's always a big undertaking, but it's a very important thing to do each year. And so you should have a copy of that in hand and please do keep that uh, within reach because we'll be directing your attention to certain pages in this report as we go through the service together today. And now as we prepare to worship, let's just take a moment to calm and collect our hearts and minds to recenter, be present before God and with one another. If you've got a cell phone, we'd ask that you silence that or power that down. In a distracted world, it's good to be still. It's good to be wholly present before God and to be together in this place. The Lord is with us. Let's pray together the collect prayer for purity. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let me pray this prayer, which is uh, the prayer for the second Sunday here in Epiphany. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and to proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of your marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let me invite you to stand up if you're able for our first hymn. Sings my 
my soul, my Savior, God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior, God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And when I think that God, His Son, not sparing, sent Him to die, I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art when christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Seated. Just join me too in saying a special thanks to uh, Mary Darby and Campbell for leading worship today. Zach has been very ill last week and is coming off of... Um, of, a, of a, a pretty bad sickness. I'm going to leave it unnamed. Um, so we do pray for him, and so we're so glad y'all can help us uh, by leading worship today. And let's help them by singing loud. <laughs> also, because we're not going to have announcements later in the service, just a quick reminder that next Sunday is also a big Sunday, one service at 10, because Bishop Chip Edgar and his wife Beth will be here with us for the annual Episcopal visit, and we've got a group of folks who are going to be confirmed. Uh, taking greater ownership of their faith, and a number of folks are going to be officially received into our church. There'll be a reception after the service as well next week. What we want to do now is say thank you. So let me invite Mike Knight to come on up. He's going to be uh, speaking some words of gratitude for a few folks in just a moment. This is, I guess, where we officially start the annual meeting. Uh, which, as I mentioned a moment ago, is going to happen in the context of the service. So let me call the meeting to order. Is the clerk ready? The, the clerk is ready. Uh, so I call this meeting to order officially. Sharon, I think that's right. We're, we're covering things procedurally, correct? Okay, there we go. Uh, so in starting, we're going to give thanks to some people who have faithfully served this church over the last year. And then after we do that, we're going to have an election. 
and we're going to bring in some people who will faithfully serve this church in the coming year. So let's begin by saying thank you. And the first group of people I want to thank today is our group of 2023 convention delegates. So please stand up if you would, unless you're already standing, as I call your name. Uh, Mike Knight, Cindy Bridgman, you can stand up if you would, uh, Hart Smith, and Ryan Moore. We just want to thank you for being willing to represent this church at the annual diocesan meeting. We're really grateful for that. So let's give them a round of applause. And now I want to invite a few folks up to the front. These are men and women who have served on our vestry for the past three years, and they are rotating off as of today. So Mr. Todd Rodenbeck, you could just come stand right up here if you would, Todd. Beth Siegel, if you join Todd. Uh, Newton Smith, Sharon Roach, and of course Mike Knight, but we'll say something about Mike a little bit later in the service. Right now, Mike's actually going to say something, a, a word of appreciation for, for you four. Todd, Sharon, Beth, and Newton, you were called by the people of God to serve them as a member of the vestry of this church. You answered their call. You have been faithful in attendance at the meetings. You have been responsible stewards congregation of Jesus. You have considered our future course and your views have been formed by training. You have led by example, especially in attendance at worship and in sharing your time, talents, and treasure with, with Christ's church. Now others must step forward to take your place among the leaders of this congregation. As you leave the vestry, we thank you for your service, saying with Jesus, well done, thou good offer you our prayers and our support as you move on in the service of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you all so much. And now we come to the election of our new convention delegates for 2024 and new vestry members uh, for 2024. We're going to begin with the election of the convention delegates. You can read more about this year's nominees on page 5 of your annual report, page 5. Let me just say something quickly about convention. What is the convention? This is an annual gathering comprised of representatives from all the different churches or parishes in our diocese, which is the Anglican Diocese of South Carolina. At this large meeting, which happens in May, we worship, we have fellowship, we hear updates on the diocese, we hear an address from Bishop Chip. We elect some diocesan officers, and we approve the diocesan budget, and then we pray, and we try to get a sense together of all that God is doing through the wider Christian church here in the low country of South Carolina, but also through us further afield in the United States and also around the globe. Those who are elected as delegates represent this parish. They represent all of us uh, at the annual convention. They will vote at that convention. They will learn at that convention. Uh, their excitement hopefully will be stoked at the convention. And when they come back, they are happy to tell you about anything and everything that happened at the convention. 
in terms of our delegate convention from Christ the King, the two wardens ex officio will represent the parish at the convention and additionally we will have two other lay delegates. The word lay just means non-ordained. So I'll be representing the parish and, and Stephen as well if he's able to go. So our other lay candidates this year, and I want to ask you to stand up when I call your name, are Mr. Danny McLean. Where's, is Danny in here? Danny's in children's ministry, but you all, there's his picture right there. You've got him. And uh, Miss Marie uh, Allard. So there's Marie. You can sit back down just for a moment. We've got him on the screen. Uh, both of these candidates, these nominees, came through the 2023 Nominations Committee, which receives input from the wider church. Additionally, in the case that some of our delegates find themselves unable to attend the convention, things come up in life sometimes, uh, people get sick, there's a death, unexpected circumstance. For that reason, we also elect four alternate delegates. And in fact, last year we had to use a few of our alternate delegates, so it's good that we have them. So we're going to elect some alternates as well today, and this year's alternate nominees are Ann Knight, Bill Morris, Christy Quance, and Kim Fox. I want to thank all of y'all for being willing to accept those nominations. Are there any questions from the floor about our slate of delegates and alternates? Yes, sir. Okay, Rick Bruce has been deputized to take the place of Matt Giltmeyer, our junior warden. Please note that. Thank you, Mike. Any other questions about the convention delegate nominees or the alternate nominees? You've got their pictures there on the screen. Okay, now it's time to vote. Uh, we would ask that only those who are members of Christ the King participate in the voting. So if you're a guest or if you're a regular but you haven't officially join the church. We'd ask that you not vote in this. That's required by the bylaws. Uh, we're going to be, um, because the number of candidates matches the number of positions, we're going to have an election by acclamation, which is permitted by our bylaws. So that means we'll just have a, a floor vote, and I'll say all in favor say yay, all opposed say nay. So can we have a motion and a second to elect our delegate and alternate nominees by acclamation to serve us at the convention? We have a motion and a second. Thank you. Clerk, did you catch that? Uh, that was Tom Marchant made the motion, and Beth Siegel seconded the motion. Okay, so the vote is called again. This is for members only. All in favor, say yay. Any opposed, say nay. The motion is carried. Thank you all. Uh, we welcome you as our new delegates and alternates. And now we're going to transition to our second and final election today, the election of two new at-large vestry members, also in accordance with our bylaws. You can read about these two candidates on page 6 and 7 of your annual report. There's also a photograph of them. This year's candidates, and I'd like to ask you to stand when I call your name, if you would, are Mrs. Hart Smith. Just give a wave, if you would, Hart. And Mr. Matt Williams. Let me say a word about becoming a candidate. You can read about Hart and Matt uh, in the uh, annual report. But how does, how, did you, how does one become a candidate to serve on the vestry as a member at large? The process begins by being nominated and 
three nominations are required not just one or two but three nominations are required and then additionally the senior warden and the treasurer uh, must confirm that those who have been nominated are actively involved in the church and support the church with their resources as is specified by the bylaws and the canons of the diocese after this each nominee assuming they accept the nomination enters into a discernment and preparation exercise and as this exercise kicks off each nominee is required to obtain two reference letters in the discernment and preparation exercise candidates are asked to reflect and write about their own spiritual journey their testimony they're asked to explain the gospel in their own words and to discuss in their own words what it means to be a disciple of Jesus they're asked to describe in their own words what the Bible is as prospective church leaders it's important that they be able to talk about such things and have fluency about these questions especially for the sake of those who might visit Christ the King and ask these kind of questions which we hope people with will the discernment and preparation exercise is meant to provide nominees with a strong sense of calling to serve on the vestry it's meant to impart a very clear understanding with correct expectations about what this office of service leadership in this church actually involves I am delighted to say that that is what happened for both Hart and Matt as they recently completed the discernment preparation exercise and so they stand before you today not just as nominees but as candidates to come onto the vestry as members at large by way of reminder uh, the vestry is the leadership council of this church where does that word come from it's not a word you hear every day it's actually connected to uh, in England little room like this in the back of churches where people would store the robes and the vestments and that would be the room where the church council would meet and so that council came to be known as the vestry uh, so these days in order to avoid confusion we call the council the vestry and we call this room the sacristy so that's where the word vestry comes from but it just means the church council and the vestry at Anglican churches has a special responsibility for our property the campus the real estate the infrastructure and for the budget uh, but also active involvement with different ministries of the church so that's what it means to serve on the vestry once again this year the number of candidates matches the number of open vacancies and so we're going to have an election by acclamation as is permitted by the bylaws are there any questions from the floor about the two candidates to serve as at-large vestry members okay I think people are excited Matt and Hart no questions so can we have a motion and a second you did the first one so we'll let Marie catch this one Marie made the motion we need a second Tom has the second thank you again we'd ask only those who are voting members of the parish to take part in this election so the vote is called all in favor say yay, yay. any opposition the motion is carried congratulations In the coming weeks, we will have a formal commissioning service for Matt and for Hart, so you'll get to know them a bit better, so that's coming. And let me, at this point, just add a quick uh, reminder that all vestry members, including our two new vestry members, please meet me right up here immediately after the service. We have to have a very quick meeting, our first meeting of the year 2024. And finally, I am incredibly pleased to introduce our new senior warden designee, Mrs. Sharon Roach. Sharon, would you stand up for us?
You can read about Sharon on page 8 of your annual report. Uh, in our bylaws, and this is common Anglican practice, the senior warden is appointed by the rector with the consent of the vestry. Sharon has been an active member of Christ the King for some years, having served as an at-large vestry member for the past three years, which is why she just received that gift. Sharon thought she was retiring today, but not so fast. <laughs> uh, Sharon was on the search committee that led to my call and appointment here as the rector, and she's been a key leader in women's ministry and many other ministry areas of the church. Sharon, I very much look forward to working with you over the next two years as we seek to support the work of the gospel in this place together. So thank you for serving. Again, a round of applause for Sharon Roach. So that's it. We finished the elections. Not too bad, eh? Uh, let me invite you to stand. We're going to continue to worship, singing together. And we've picked the song that we're about to sing, especially for today, uh, because we are looking to the year ahead. And so we ask that you would make this song a prayer on your lips. This is a song that an acquaintance of mine back in Canada wrote a number of years ago. Be seated.
from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 and 12 through 17. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Laura Smith to come forward. She's our Director of Children's and Family Ministry, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what's been going on in that area of the church over the past year, while also looking to the year ahead. Welcome up, Laura. Good morning. Um, I'm excited for you to read what I've written in your, the annual report, and I don't want to repeat what's written in there, so take a second later to read um, all the good stuff that's in there. It really filled my heart with joy to be able to dwell on the last seven months-ish that I've been Children's and Family Ministry Director. Um, But while I'm here, I want to share, I just chose two things, Um, and then I'm going to share by prayer request. Um, So one of my top priorities is making sure that our Children's Ministry volunteers get to sit in the sanctuary for church often. Um, This happens easily when we have a bountiful volunteer list, and in order to follow the policies that we have to keep our children safe, we need enough volunteers in each room. So that means we need a bigger list to be able to pull from, Um, and I would just ask if you are thinking about it, um, all I expect and hope for you to commit to is just once a month, and if we have a bigger list, it could be six or seven weeks. And you are always supported with the teaching material and everything you need. I just need you to show up with your presence and your heart for Jesus. The kids are really nice and full of grace. Also, 
while I have your attention, if you see a family ministry event happening and you think that you're not the target audience, I really hope I can change your mind. Our children need to see you. I want them to experience multi-generational events so that they witness people of all ages and all circumstances gathering together. These relationships and experiences are what will make lasting impacts in their hearts down the road when they're all grown up and choose to stay in the church. There is a study proving this, I'm not just saying that. So now, I want to ask all of you to pray with me over our children and our families every day. Specifically for the parents to feel the grace of the Holy Spirit. For our children to know Jesus and be uncompromisingly his. And for our volunteers to feel God dwelling in their hearts. Please pray for God's guidance and direction in providing a middle school ministry this year. Please pray for me to continue growing spiritually. For me to lead with grace and compassion. For my husband Newton and for our children Noah, Bo, and Ellie. Thank you all for every prayer and every smile, every kind word, and for every child. And now I have a little video to show you. Laura was so nervous about speaking in front of you today, and she did a great job, didn't she? She did a great job. Um, and you just asked us to be praying for your ministry, so let's do that right now. Would everyone raise a hand as we pray for Laura and for children's ministry? Lord, we bless you for Laura. I'm so thankful she came on to our ministry staff this year. We ask that you would answer all the prayers that she just laid out, that you keep those prayers on our hearts in the coming months and year. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'd watch over her family, Newton, and her children. And we pray especially that you'd open doors for us to explore middle school ministry in 2024. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Great job. Thank you. All right, a uh, little bit of a stretcher before we come to some more presentations. Stand, if you would, for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according today to St. Matthew, chapter 25, starting at verse 31. When the Son of Man, that's Jesus, when he comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne, and before him will be gathered the nations, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates sheep from goats, and he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated and let me invite our um, current junior warden and our outgoing senior warden just to come on up. They're going to speak to you for a few minutes and then I'm going to give you the rector's address. Maybe Mike can sit there and Matt, you can start off. Roger, um, I'd like to uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to air some grievances this morning. <laughs> That's next week with the bishop. I'm sorry, my notes are, I am embarrassed, truly, truly embarrassed. My notes are a little, little disheveled here. Let's see. Um, it's been a fantastic year here at Christ the King. Um, we have accomplished so much in so little time. Um, just, just it's been a blessing to, uh, to be able to serve along so many tireless volunteers and some of the things that we accomplished this year I put in the bulletin and you can review those but I want to basically take this time to just thank those volunteers um, the ones that are the ones that are truly volunteers Mac and Diane McLean Danny McLean if you see Danny he's in children's ministry volunteering again and uh, it's his birthday so wish him happy birthday um, Michael McLean Edward Mills Craig Thompson Jeffers Gardner Vince Segletti Chase McGill Chase McGill, Roy Siegel, Clay Gallup, Newton Smith, Bill Smith, Bill Morris, and Mike Knight. Also, I want to thank our business partners. Those um, aren't listed in the bulletin, but those are the, uh, the businesses that when I call them, they come right out. They say that we're at the top of the list, or at least that's what they tell me um, when, when I talk to them. And they, they, they're, they're truly the, um, the unsung heroes that keep this building operation going. And that's Kelly Callahan with Sign Restore, Robert Brinson and Brinson Construction, Jared Floyd with Long Bay Cooling Company, Vince Segletti, Segletti Electric, and Jeffers Gardner with Gardner Plumbing. Also like to um, thank my wife and family um, for their patience with me. Um, of course, my agent, the Hollywood Foreign Press, and um, in the Academy. It's been truly, truly an honor to be your ju junior warden this past year. Um, but all kidding aside, um, few moments to say something about um, that. 
Uh, Mike Knight. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, Mike, thank you for your patience, your guidance, and your wisdom, and um, your dedication to this church. It's been um, truly inspiring. So, thanks. Um, I know, and you got me going. Um, it's been an honor to serve in this position, and uh, just thank you all for uh, your uh, support. Support. You know, as far as talking about the business side of 2023, uh, we got just had uh, Matt talk about it, and and uh, uh, and Roger, Reverend Roger's going to, I'm sure, have some things. But we we did we had a outstanding 3 years ago uh, I was uh, invited out to lunch by Brian Moore and Rick Bruce was twisting my arm about uh, placing my name onto uh, the church senior board and I had already been senior board before and it was not a real pleasant experience <laughs> so uh, I thought about it hard but I, I said yes and I'm, I'm very glad I did it's it's, it's been a great with uh, John Schuler for a couple years and then uh, Roger and uh, I'm grateful for all of you and God has certainly blessed us in, in that way. I just want to, today I just want to thank you to folks that um, and it's certainly not going to be all the folks that I appreciated at the time but uh, just being glad to have folks here and dear Roger I just can't thank you uh, enough for your wonderful leadership to this church. And uh, as I said, you have blessed me in so many ways that I can't even begin to express. Thank you. It has been an honor and a pleasure to serve at this church. And I will miss my Thursday told him the other day, and I said, Matt, you're not only our junior warden, you're our resident comedian as well. <laughs> but a special thank you to, to Matt for, man, I, he came in last year, he hit the ground running um, uh, as a junior warden, and did a superb job in, com in completing the project. Um, but uh, from 2022, and in beginning of, of new project. And I will miss our partnership as a senior warden and junior warden. And I'll just say this, that our church, the church's future is in the good hands of this young Christian man named Richard. And this one, uh, you know, every church has its, its blues and highs and lows. 
we've got something unbelievable and that's Andrew. There's no words that can express what goodness he is and this church. You're an inspiration to Andrew and Phil Barton. God bless you and thank you for being here. I did big letters so I could not have to rub my neck on them. <laughs> vestry, Vestry, Vestry. May a special thank you to all the Vestry members that I have served with over the past few years. The church has flourished through your leadership. Just keep it up, please. This one's a toughie, huh? Thank you to my wife, Nancy, for her support. She has been, excuse me, one more. Hang on. <laughs> she has been a real trooper during my years as a warden, the past wardens and this warden. You know, it sometimes the spouses can be hurt the most when leaders are not and I just thank her for like I said for her support and just standing behind me when I needed somebody to listen or just a hug As you know, I have completed my term as senior warden. I'd like to offer to all of you my heartfelt thank you for your support. You are my church family. It has been a blessing to me to see what you all have done to help this church become what God wants it to be. And I know it will continue to get better and better. Thank you for all of you. In closing, Please don't forget that God is always at work, and I know he has great plans for this church. May God bless you all, and may God bless this church. Thank you. Y'all be seated. A couple things. You're going to have to do that again later in this service, just so you know, uh, because we're not done celebrating Mike, and Mike deserves to be celebrated. And Ann, something for you. Mike said you're, you've been a trooper. Uh, you're going to have to keep being a trooper because we still got things for Mike to do at this church. So just uh, make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is called the State of the Parish Address that rectors customarily give uh, at annual meetings like this. I have uh, written a, a lengthy report, tried to be comprehensive about the year in my report that you'll find there in front of you. 
looking backwards and looking forwards. I'm not going to rehearse everything that's in that report, so give, give that a read uh, on your own time today or later in the week when you have a chance, and just let that be an occasion for celebration and anticipation. Uh, what I want to do right now is actually two things. Uh, as I think about the year that's passed and the year that's coming, uh, we need to celebrate and to dream. We need to celebrate and to dream. We need to celebrate as we look back because our cup has been overflowing at this place. And we need to dream as we look ahead. Uh, God's faithfulness is an invitation to continue to dream. There are a couple dreams I want to put before you today, a couple of priorities for 2024. So we'll get to that. But let's celebrate before we start dreaming. As you've heard from Laura, from Matt, from Mike, and as you're going to hear shortly uh, from Newton, our outgoing finance chairman, 2023 has been a year of an overflowing cup in a lot of different ways. Amazing things have been and are happening at this church. Amazing things have happened, for example, on this campus. Uh, this place continues to become more and more beautiful and inviting, in many ways thanks to Matt's efforts, but the efforts of Herman Polly before him. Uh, it's an attractive space to worship, to invite friends to, for hosting events. It is hard to believe that just four or five years ago, if memory serves correct, so much of what we now see wasn't even here. This building wasn't here. Uh, those sidewalks weren't here. The landscaping wasn't here. It is absolutely amazing uh, to see what has happened over the last four or five years, and it's going to get better. Anything I should do, Clay? We going down? It's going to become even more beautiful, even more lush in the coming months because of your generosity during Advent and Christmas with our plant sale. You're going to see new shrubs and bushes and flowers installed. Uh, it's amazing. God cares about beauty, and so should we. And one of the gifts that this church can offer the wider community is a beautiful campus, a place where folks can come and rest and play and play and pray and picnic. And so as we look around, we need to celebrate. Yet even more amazing than this beautiful campus is beautiful people. And by that, I don't mean ladies who look like Marilyn Monroe and gentlemen who look like Rhett Butler. What I mean is people whose lives are mirroring more and more the life of Christ, the kind of description of a Christian that John read for us a moment ago in Colossians, uh, where St. Paul is writing about the character of the Christian. Our lives are coming more and more to, to mirror the life and the character of Jesus. Uh, that's happening through the ministries at this church and that have been expanding at this church over the past year. It's happening in small groups. The number of these has increased considerably over the year 2023. It's happening through the Bible studies that are being offered on a regular basis here at Christ the King. It's happening as we grow more consistent and more committed in giving ourselves to be seen and know in Sunday services and in other parish events like the King's men's events, the women's events that happen throughout the year. It's happening through prayer, praying together for the world and for one another, and also being prayed for in personal and specific ways. That's been happening in here on Sundays a lot in 2023, thanks to the work of the personal intercessory prayer team, which a number of you are involved with. 
and this growth into the character of Christ has also been happening as we give of our time, as we give of our resources for the sake of those who are subject to deprivation, sometimes acute deprivation, right here in our county, even right here in this postcode, even one half a mile away from where we are. And in all of that, God has been making us into more beautiful people, men and women who carry the scent of Jesus. And that is a nice scent to carry. That's a nice smell. That is the smell that we want to have, the scent of Jesus. And finally, I want to celebrate the ways, and Angela can confirm this better than anyone else because we work together you know, every day, the ways that God has directly showed up to meet some of the biggest needs that our parish has had over the past year. And in doing that, he has... Uh, surpassed what I could have asked for or imagined. We had some big personnel changes earlier in 2023 with the departure of the Weavers, and because they were both on staff, and when Patrick got a new job and a great opportunity, we lost at one and the same time provision for student ministry and provision for children's and family ministry. That's a big blow. We were all of a sudden without ministry provision or leadership, at least in those uh, areas and I was without practical help with some of the teaching that I do as director and other aspects of running a parish. I remember experiencing some heart palpitations when I learned that the Weavers were going to be moving on and I remember thinking to myself how are we going to recruit replacements for these positions in a timely way. We are not in a city, we're in a fairly small southern town and getting someone to move to 29585 for a part-time job is not straightforward at all. And so I remember having some heart palpitations yet before I could do too much worrying God provided. Someone in our midst had a change in her employment circumstances and felt a call to lead children's and family ministry at this church. And I was wonderfully blindsided by Laura's application. Wonderfully blindsided. And then Bishop Chip called me up one day. He said, there's this guy named Stephen, Reverend Stephen. He already lives in the area. He's looking to serve as an assistant rector. Do you need help? Yes, sir, I do. And I talked to Stephen and Wow, kindred spirits, to say the least. And then a deacon showed up. I've been praying for a deacon since I arrived. I've always wanted to have a deacon. The Lord has never given me a deacon. I was talking to people in the church. Do you want to get ordained as a deacon? Have you considered that? And then Skip shows up. Coincidence? No. Providential provision. And there are a lot of stories like that from 2023. And I have tried to write them down so that I will not forget what God has done for me and for us over this year to provide for us. And the point is this, our cup overflows. We have abundant cause to celebrate. God has been faithful. The Lord is with us. He promises that, and he is keeping that promise here at Christ the King, which is why we are punching above our weight. And we are. We are punching above our weight. And it's amazing, and I, for one, am so glad and I'm so honored to be part of it. Uh, so let's just clap for a moment to express that gratitude. And what I want to do now is dream. God's faithfulness, I think, invites us to dream. And I want to speak to you briefly about a couple things that are on my heart for this parish, this church in the coming year. Now, to be sure, we've got lots of practical and specific goals, but I just want to focus on two big dreams, two macro-level priorities for 2024. First is the priority of outreach, and then second, there is the priority of service and support of our mission, outreach and service. So let me talk about these two things. They are actually deeply interconnected. Let's start with outreach. Let me put it like this. One of my biggest hopes and dreams and prayers for 2024 is that it will be less and less the case 
and someone described our church to me like this last year, that it will be less and less the case that Christ the King is, quote, one of the best-kept secrets in Polly's Island. I don't want us to be a best-kept secret. This church is a special and indeed remarkable place. There is a loving spirit here. There is a welcoming spirit here. There is a genuine desire to know and to walk before the Lord and to enjoy friendship with Christ. And that is our chief end. Man's chief end and woman's is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And that is something to be shared. In fact, sharing this is a huge part of why Christ has gathered us together. As the Anglican Archbishop William Temple once put it, the church is one of the few societies that does not exist for itself. We exist for others. One thing we know is that during COVID, a lot of folks fell away from active involvement in the local church. That does not mean that they don't identify as Christian, but it does mean, by virtue of falling away from active involvement in the local church, that their growth, their maturing as uh, Christians, as the people of God, is going to be stunted. That is what inevitably happens when you unplug from worshiping regularly with other Christians, when you stop hearing God's word preached on a regular basis, when you're not receiving Holy Communion frequently, when you don't have regular prayer and fellowship with other believers. You end up like a plant without water, without fertilizer, without sunshine, and you wither. And I don't want anybody to wither. I don't want our neighbors who maybe know about Jesus but have fallen away from active involvement in the church, I don't want them to wither. I don't want our neighbors and friends who maybe have never really heard the gospel clearly explained and applied. I don't want them to wither. I don't want the children and teenagers in this community to enter into their lives in a spiritually withered state. And I don't think any of you want that either. Does anybody want that? We're all on the same page. And that is why we need in the coming year to continue to make outreach a priority. We've got to scale up what we're already committed to doing. My dad is fond of saying that the church is always just one generation away from extinction. And even while we know that Jesus will always preserve his church, we have a crucial part to play in that. Now, to be clear, that's not something we do just by ourselves here at Christ the King. We actually do that with all the churches in Polly's Island. We can't just do that by ourselves. But we have our part to play, and that is why God has given us extra seats in this sanctuary. And so in 2024, let me challenge you to continue to be intentional or maybe more intentional about outreach. And I'm saying that to myself, too, about inviting friends and neighbors and colleagues to church who maybe stopped going, just kind of dropped off, fell between the cracks. Or inviting friends and neighbors along who maybe have never really had exposure to the gospel. And so their idea of Christianity is just a, a skewed stereotype. Invite them to a men's event or a women's event. Invite them to a service. Invite them to Alpha, which is an outreach initiative we're going to launch later this year. 86% of people who come back to church or come into church for the first time come because a friend invited them. We can spend a ton of money on advertising and big events, and a lot of people around town like to do that. But you know what? 86% of people come because a friend invited them. We don't need to spend $50,000 on big community events. We want to do some of those events, but you can get sucked into that vortex, or you can just be intentional to invite the people around you. It comes to this. Outreach is not something that just I do. It's not something that just the staff or the wardens in the vestry do. It is something that we all do or we don't. Let me speak boldly. 
what's happening here, what we are doing here together, Sunday after Sunday, week after week, this is not a rehearsal. This is it. You will only live this day once. You will only have this Sunday once. You will only have this week once. And opportunities for outreach, they're going to come and they're going to go. Back in Canada, I had a dear friend called Malcolm. He was a Christian man. He was a businessman. He founded a company. He worked hard to grow that company. That was going to be his legacy. And then one day, Malcolm was flying back from a conference on an airplane. He had a pain in the back of his back. So he got back, and he went to the doctor. That was smart. He got a full workup, and he discovered that he had stage 4 pancreatic cancer. He was 62 years old. His dad died of pancreatic cancer when he was 62 years old. So what did Malcolm decide to do? These are his own words. I'm not going to waste a good cancer. He became more intentional than he had ever been about talking about his faith with his colleagues, with his clients, with his friends, and with his neighbors. He did that in a tactful way. He did that in a wise way. He wasn't obnoxious, but he did it. And he told me in those last eight months that one of his biggest regrets is that he hadn't been more intentional to do that in the preceding 61 years of his life. And because of Malcolm's intentionality in those last months of his life, many people were brought into the kingdom of God, and that is his true legacy. That's going to last far longer than his business. We're all dying. Our neighbors are dying. And that can be the last word, but it doesn't have to be. Because what God did for one man in the middle of the time, raising Jesus Christ to unending life, he can do for all people at the end of the time, and that is what he is happy to do. And that's a lot better than being snuffed out like a candle. There is more life to be had with Jesus, eternally, yes, but also here and now. And so that's why we do outreach. We don't do that because we want this to become a megachurch. If it becomes a megachurch, I'm leaving. See you later. I'm not a megachurch pastor. That's not the goal. That's not the dream. The dream is to do everything in our power to ensure that other people around here on the Walk of Neck become aware that in Jesus Christ, in the eyes of God, they are forgiven and reconciled and accepted, but not just accepted. They're wanted, but not just wanted. They are loved, but not just loved. They are cherished. And because of that, in the end, everything's going to be okay. And that's not just a dream. That's God's promise. So let me say something now briefly about that second priority, service. Service and support of our mission. Service and outreach go together. They are two peas in a pod. When we talk about service, what we're talking about is a commitment to do everything that we can collectively and individually to meet the needs of this community because we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our locale. And what did Jesus' hands do? They comforted the afflicted. They fed the hungry. They brought dignity to the poor and the marginalized. They healed minds and bodies. They embraced. They restored. Matthew 25, which I just read from you from the gospel. The affluence in this area can sometimes obscure the pressing needs, but they are there. I've been learning a lot about them this last year. And we need to continue to be proactive in identifying those needs and figuring out ways to address them as best we can. We got a great track record in this area. We are punching above our weight in this area. You know, we donate to help, we volunteer to help, we learn about the needs in this community, and as we grow and we are growing, we can and should do more. What a privilege that is. And guess what? That helping, that commitment to serve the least of these, that has everything to do with outreach. How so? 
because it builds up goodwill in this community, which in turn makes people curious about Christianity. Who is this Jesus in whose name the people at Christ the King are meeting the needs of this community? That's the question they'll ask, and they'll be curious. Or I could put it another way. Our neighbors might not un always understand what we believe or why we believe it, but you better believe they're glad we're here because us being here means that their taxes are lower. That's another way to think about it. So as we move to 2024, let's look for opportunities to serve. And let me challenge all of you and myself in this regard. If you've got a business, how can you use that business to advance the work of the kingdom with your colleagues and clients? If you work for a company, how can you do it in your company? If you are retired and you've got spare time, how might you give a little bit of that time to invest in the life of a child to help her overcome the utterly destructive forces of the horribly disadvantaged circumstances into which she was born. And by the way, we're gonna aim to help facilitate some of that volunteering with a new linking initiative that we're gonna start this year. And when we serve like that, we're gonna be the most authentic Christians that we can be. We're gonna be at our best and at our truest. We will make a difference, we'll make a difference to our neighbors and we will make a difference in our own lives because when we serve, we profoundly identify with Christ who came among us not as one to be served, but to serve. And in the face of the poor, we see his face. Matthew 25. And so in this spirit, I want to leave you with these words from the legendary preacher and pastor John Wesley. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. I came across these words probably seven, eight, nine years ago. I kind of made him a personal motto for my life. And to be honest, I think everyone who follows Jesus should have these words as a personal motto for their lives. And here are the words. Do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, for as long as you ever can. Outreach and service together as we follow the way of Christ here at Christ the King. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. St. Paul, Galatians 6. Amen. Now at this point, we've got some special music. Y'all can go, out and go on up and get ready for that. And during the music, you got a homework assignment. Uh, I want you to take a, a moment to complete the short survey that was included in your bulletin. This survey is meant to help us, the leadership of this church, think about how to do outreach well in the coming year. So there's just four simple questions, no wrong answers. Don't be mean, be helpful. If you need a pen, you can find one stuck into a chair around you or one of the ushers can bring you one. You can raise your hand. Fill out those questions and then just a little bit when the offering plate goes around, fold that survey in half and drop it into the offering basket. That'll be really helpful for us in the coming year. Thank you. And now we've got this special music. shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. 
make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Singing amen, 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 amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Please respond after I say, Lord, in your mercy, by saying together, hear our prayer. For the peace of the whole world and for the well-being and unity of the people of God, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For outreach. May we reach our neighbors with the gospel, creating a maximally invitational culture of welcome, being intentional, and to include others in what happens at Christ the King. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For our own maturing, for our formation in Christ through biblically prescribed activities, such as prayer, Bible reading, small groups, giving, and service. And Lord, may we experience the Holy Spirit through repentance and resting in the good news of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And for a heart toward mission, 
serving our neighbors, especially the least of these, as the hands and feet of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, grant these our prayers for the sake of Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God, first in a moment of silence, if there are uh, certain things that the Lord brings to mind that you would like to confess in silence to Him. And then we will corporately together pray a prayer of repentance. Let us pray in silence. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Please stand. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who in his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who sincerely repent with true faith, turn to him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Friends in Christ, the peace of the Lord be always with you. Greet one another in Christ. Find someone maybe you don't know.
Okay, uh, in line with having the annual meeting embedded in the service, what we're going to do now instead of having offertory music is we're going to have a report from our outgoing finance committee chairman, Mr. Newton Smith. He'll tell you about the books from the end of the year 2023 and the budget for 2024. Um, so, I'm, Newton, let me just say thank you so much for your service as finance committee chair this past year. Um, being on the vestry is a time commitment, and serving as chair of the finance commitment committee even adds to that time commitment. So we are immensely grateful. All righty. So I got the song. All right. Um, as we look back uh, to the budget and giving for 2023, there's two words that are the theme for this annual parish meeting um, that are tirely fitting: um, provision and gratitude. Um, it is. It's no secret that last year was a uh, just a wonderful and unimaginable year as far as the giving goes. And I just want to take a few moments here to have a moment of silence, just giving God thanks and praise for what He has uh, what He's given us. Thank you so much for um, providing us um, with everything um, financially and um, the ministry and the support of the staff that we've had this year. Um, we are so grateful and so pleased and want to serve you and use this to glorify you and to spread your name through our local community and just to spread the word of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Um, as you'll see in the chart above, we did... You can refer to the book. I thought we were going to put it up on the board, but you can refer to the inside of the uh, the packet. Uh, there's the description and the overview from the budget from 2023. So um, as you'll see in above, we did pretty well as far as budgeting projections for the 2023. Uh, the Finance Committee has been working hard for accuracy in this respect. Uh, through accuracy uh, cannot always be achieved uh, because of the factors outside our control. But here's a couple examples why. Um, we had a small windfall in employee expense due to the Weavers uh, departing, um, and obviously we had a lack of, um, we didn't have anyone in that in those positions for a short amount of time, but until my wife Laura stepped in, so there was a difference in what we budgeted versus what was actually, uh, uh, which was actually paid out. Um, in administrative expenses, um, again, you know, for uh, administrative expenses, excuse me, came in a bit higher as we anticipated, owing a hike to our um, insurance rate. Something that just happens and unfortunately is not out of our, not in our control. Um, and then our external giving. So since our uh, giving in the church, our um, offertory was so much and so generous, you know, we provide, we, we donate a percentage of the money we are given to local community um, charities and then also our diocese. So we were able to give more this year because we were given so much here. So that's, that's awesome. That's a great thing to, to be able to do. I'm not sure if we've ever done that in the history of the church as far as budgeting goes. Um, and then the other expenses, you'll see a, uh, an overspend. This was simply because the vestry had allocated some money to put into a account that was going to, um, that is for emergency situations. If we need a new HVAC, a new roof, just an emergency. So that money was never physically spent yet. It was just reallocated, but shows as an overspend. And that was just as preparation just for the future, just in case. 
In sum, at the start of 2023, uh, we projected and prayed that God would provide at least $495,000 through your giving and support in the work of the gospel at Christ the King. Through your faithfulness, God did this. Uh, moreover, our collective giving surpassed the 495 um, target, resulting in an in-year surplus. As Reverend Roger has mentioned four weeks ago, that um, I think there was some very tough call. Not, not I think. I, I was here for those. There were some very tough times in this church, and we are so grateful that we can sit back and look and see a surplus. Um, there's a saying that I like to think about that's like no one tells you when you're in the good times until, you know, wish they would say that when you're in the good times. Guys, I think we're in the good times right now. Um, this is something we've never experienced before, and this is just such a warming, comfortable feeling. And I truly think that God is moving in this church. I feel like that this is this should be some kind of Bible chapter of a uh, church that Paul is writing to. It's just we can see in so many different situations how God is moving here. Um, a loss of a pastor and gaining a new one, and, he, and you know, gaining John Schuler as our interim pastor, um, losing a musical lead position, um, losing our children ministry, our youth ministry. God just keeps on providing over and over and over again. And it's like, I mean, it's just it's mind blowing and it's so great to see this and sit back and say, you know, I think we're here. I think we've finally been, you know, where, where we've been wanting to be for so long. Um, there's a chat, there's a verse, two verses from 2 Corinthians. It says, the point is, uh, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as, as his, he has provided, he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I think this is a great verse to look back on. This was actually the verse of the day just a couple days ago as I was preparing for this um, this uh, report for the, uh, for the annual meeting. But it just is such a great verse and just really just really reminds you that, you know, that's, that's exactly if you give bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And I think that's very accurate. Having a surplus is particularly useful for the church at the moment. You'll find in the chart that we are still carrying a mortgage of $270,000. While we do have a great interest rate right now, um, there is that interest rate is only fixed for a few more years. A few more years, we will have a balloon. So um, our incoming finance chair is going to be Mr. Chris Bridgman. Um, I think Chris will do a great job in this position, um, and he is going to, he has already had ideas and focus on this. This is going to be one of his main, um, you know, missions to tackle while he's in this position, but we definitely don't want to be in a situation where we owe a bunch of money at a higher interest rate, so I think we're going to plan. Chris is going to set up with the vestry and everyone else in the finance committee to have a, have a very tactical plan for this, but it is great that we do have a surplus, so we, we are already one step ahead. Just as the Lord has provided, so he may continue to provide, doing this, uh, doing so, this, the faithfulness of his people, all of us. In 2024, we hope, we hope each of you will continue to find purpose and gladness in supporting the ministries of our church, and we pray that God would provide each of you, each of us, so that we are able to, so that we are able to give towards the work of the kingdom in this place, so that more and more people may experience life abundant in Jesus. And I just want to take a second to thank everyone for your donations and for your, you know, offertory and givings and your pledges. Um, I remember just a few years ago, it was probably somewhere right around here, that Ryan Moore was standing as our senior warden talking about the building fund. And I was in a young sales position. I didn't have too much money. And I was thinking, you know, I need to figure out a set 
pledge to give to this church because I think that's very important. And ever since then, God has provided for me and my family, and I think that it's a wonderful thing to you know be able to give to the church, and it feels good. And it's like God said, or like Jesus said, uh, God loves a cheerful giver. So thank you very much for all your all your help here at the church. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to come to myself or Chris Bridgman um, or um, anyone else on the vestry or the Senior Warden Center. Uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions involving the budget or our planning process. Um, the You'll see in the packet as well, there is the 2024 budget. So you can look through that and see what we projected for this year. In all, it's a 4.8% increase from 2023. So nothing crazy, but it is a little bit more of an increase. So we would need a little bit more of an increase on um, our monthly needs. So thank you all very much. So much, Newton. There we go. I think I'm back live on this microphone. Uh, what we're going to do now is stand to sing the doxology and then we'll transition to the Lord's Supper. As I move us into the liturgy for Holy Communion, I'm going to ask the ushers kind of, we're going to do that simultaneously to, to come around with the offering uh, plates as we move into the Holy Communion liturgy, if that makes sense. Okay, great. Let's stand for the doxology. <laughs> Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Using the renewed ancient rite for Holy Communion today. If you care to make use of a prayer book, you'll find that starting on page 132. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right, it's our duty, it's our joy always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who took on our mortal flesh to reveal his glory, that he might bring us out of darkness and into his own glorious light. Therefore, we praise you. We join our voices with angels and archangels and the whole host of heaven who forever sing this hymn to the glory of your name. Hosanna 
sit. You can kneel if you'd like to do that. Holy and gracious Father, it was in your infinite love that you made us for yourself. And then when we had turned against you and become subject to evil and death, it was you and your mercy who sent your only Son, Jesus Christ, into this world for our, our salvation. By the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, he became flesh and dwelt among us. And then in obedience to your will, he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself once and for all, that by his suffering and death, we might be saved. By his resurrection, he broke the bonds of death, trampling hell and Satan under his feet. And now, as our great high priest, he has ascended to your right hand in glory, that we might come with confidence before the throne of grace. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given you thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after the supper, Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim together the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. And we celebrate this memorial of our redemption, Father, and this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your word and Holy Spirit, that they may be to us the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And sanctify us also, that we may worthily receive this holy sacrament and be made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And then in the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us with all your saints into the joy of your heavenly kingdom, where we shall see our Lord face to face. All this we ask through Jesus Christ, for by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Jesus has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. We invite those who are assisting with the administration of communion to come on forward, if you would. This is the Lord's table. It's open to all those who know and love Jesus and who are baptized in the name of the Trinity. If you want to come forward today not to receive Holy Communion, but to ask for a blessing, just cross your arms and we'll give you a blessing. If you need a gluten-free wafer, just put up your index finger and we'll provide you with one of those. And by way of reminder, we maintain the custom of intinction, which is to say dipping the bread into the cup or the chalice. However, if you would like to sip from the chalice, you can come over here to the south rail by the grand piano. Uh, someone will have this smaller chalice. Just make eye contact and you can sip out of this chalice. These are the gifts of God given in love for the people of God. Amen.
In the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. You are breaking new ground. So make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing but all that you have given me. Oh, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. So make me a vessel. Make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing but all that you have given me. Oh, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Because where there is new wine, there is no power. There is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. Because where there is new wine, there is no power. There is no freedom, and the kingdom is here. Lay down my old flames to carry your new fire. 
We pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you've given us to do to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Just before the uh, final blessing and benediction, a few quick things. First off, Bishop Chip will be with us next Sunday, one service at 10. I was actually with Chip and Beth. Uh, in Charleston the last few nights for a conference. I stayed at their house. He's a great guy. They're a lot of fun. I normally go to bed at 9.30 every night. I was up until 12.30 <laughs> hanging out with the bishop around the campfire, uh, drinking some water. It was a lot of fun. So <laughs> anyway, he's, he's a great guy. So um, come and celebrate his presence with us and those uh, getting confirmed next week. Uh, as they are with us. Remember, we've got a potluck right after lunch in the LOC in the old schoolhouse. And now, just one last but very important thing before the benediction. Let me invite Mr. Mike Knight up here. You can. <laughs> I want to read something. What I'm going to read, I, I, I thought very carefully about this, and so I wrote it. It's in the back of the annual report. It's the last page, page 21, and here's a gift that kind of a, a comes with this for you, Mike. But let me read this. Come, come stand beside me. It runs the risk of being a gross understatement to say how much I have enjoyed working with Mike Knight during his tenure as our senior warden. You have consistently shown yourself to be a good listener, an apt and a wise counselor, a timely and genuine encourager, and a tireless servant of this parish. Your trust in Christ is tried and true. You are not ashamed of the gospel. You are aware of your weakness and sin, and in response, you know how to humbly cling to the grace of Jesus. 
And so you carry a hope that will not finally disappoint. Not all of you know this, but when I first arrived, Mike was wearing two hats because of the tragic death of Herman Pauley, our junior warden before Matt Giltmeyer. Mike was not only our senior warden, but also our acting junior warden. And in the midst of a most difficult and sorrowful situation, he rose to the occasion, giving all the more for the sake of this church. And that is just one of many examples of Mike's profound servant-heartedness. And this trait, which is a core aspect of your character, I know that now, has been a source of innumerable blessings at Christ the King. I have benefited from those blessings personally, and so have all of you in countless ways. And I have no doubt that we will continue to gloriously discover the blessings of your service to us in the years ahead as the fruit of your labors continues to blossom. While the task of wardening is sometimes carried out on fairly smooth seas, it can involve navigating tempests. In such moments, a capacity for poise and equanimity, not to mention a good sense of humor grounded in the assurance of God's grace, are crucial attributes for those who are at the helm. As one old preacher once put it, faith is a refusal to panic. When I hear these words, you come to mind, Mike. As a leader of this church, it is, you have been steady, seasoned, compassionate, and judicious. And how thankful I am for that because I am well aware that it might not have been that way. There are many wardens who have not and do not occupy their office with the graciousness, the patience, the diligence, and the gladness of heart that we see in you. And so as I reflect on our time working together and all the good that has flowed out of your presence in our midst and that will continue to do so, what can I say? My words cannot do justice to your legacy, but God's can. And when I think of our Heavenly Father looking at you, this is what I hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you. We got Mike some olives, some wine, a few gift cards to McDonald's, and some other treats. Uh, one thing that I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you, Doug, is that you just really take care of your troops. Uh, just, you know, fun to work with her, and it was time that we looked at this as a, a wonderful job, and I just am so pleased with everything that you do for us here at Christ the King. Here, here. Thank you. And now receive this final blessing. May the wisdom of the wonderful counselor guide you. May the strength of the mighty God defend you always. May the love of the everlasting Father enfold you. And may the peace of the Prince of Peace be upon you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you always. Amen. We sing our last hymn.
our dismissal, let me pray for us and for our food. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time of thankfulness. Uh, glory be to you and to you above all. We ask that you would bless uh, this time uh, of celebration and bless this food, uh, that it would nourish our bodies and that we might serve you and serve others. And we pray it in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. To a troubled world, Jesus Christ. to a searching world, love from Christ, to a waiting world, hope from Christ, go in peace. <laughs>